This episode is brought to you by Uncharted Veterinary Conference. Learn more at unchartedvet.com. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Vet School Unleashed, Dissecting the DVM, where we dissect topics and issues relating to life in veterinary school. I'm your host, Seth Williams, and I'm a veterinary student at the University of Missouri College of Veterinary Medicine. On the podcast today, I've got for you a very special guest that's going to talk to us all about the good and the bad of using social media when we're out in practice. So let me welcome on a fellow St. Louisan, Dr. Caitlin DeWild. Dr. Caitlin is a practicing small animal veterinarian, but also spends a lot of her time doing social media consulting for veterinary hospitals all across the country. She's the founder of thesocialdvm.com and provides incredible training, CE, and consulting for veterinary professionals. Dr. Caitlin also speaks at several conferences every year, as well as veterinary schools. So I know we've all heard of and even signed those scary social media release forms and policies, whether that's in our schools teaching hospitals or even out in the workplace. So I wanted to pick Dr. Caitlin's brain today about what to watch out for, but more importantly, how can we use the power of social media to make an even bigger influence when we're out in practice? Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Caitlin. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad that we were able to do this and thrilled you're on the podcast finally after a couple <laughs> years. And um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Dr. Caitlin actually works like five minutes from where I grew up, and my brother's a client of hers. Um, so, uh, so it's definitely a long time coming. So thanks yeah. for coming on. I'm happy to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. So. Thank you. Um, so first thing I wanted to ask, as I always do, is just tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. So I am a practicing veterinarian in the St. Louis area, and I own the Social DVM, which is a small consulting firm and training firm for helping veterinarians and veterinary teams understand and utilize social media a little bit better. Awesome. So in terms of your day-to-day, your week-to-week, how much time do you spend in practice versus how much time do you spend consulting with social media? Yeah, so it varies kind of week to week, of course, um, but I generally am in the clinic one day a week and then spend the rest of the week doing consulting and training. Awesome. Cool. I, I know your work. I know you've talked to VVMA groups and, and, and students all around the country, so uh, you know what you're doing. You do great stuff. So uh, if you haven't checked out uh, the social DVM and other things that Dr. Caitlin's doing, definitely do because there's some, some great stuff. So topic I want to talk about today was about utilizing social media and posting content in the workplace. So I know that most of us that are listening are are in the trenches of school, but this is definitely something to think about. Definitely as you get closer to graduation and, and most certainly once you graduate, because we are also um, so involved in social media posting every day and we love to post pictures of our pets and of our patients and um, and things that we don't really recognize right now sometimes is that there are a lot of restrictions on what can be posted. Right. So that's what I want to pick your brain about because you know a whole lot about this and, and where to where to post, how to post, who to ask, uh, and what to ask. So I kind of want to just uh, uh, very lightly kind of get into all of that today. Um, so I guess the first thing to ask is for those of us that like posting and that want to post about our patients or our animals, how do we do that if we don't want to have our own personal brand or if we don't want to be the social media person for the clinic? I know there are those are a couple of ways to do that, um, but what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so it's going to vary for every person and every practice, uh, regardless of where you go. But if you wanted to take some photos, say, of your of your patients, the biggest thing is, of course, letting the owner know and asking their permission mm-hmm. after you find an appropriate time to do so. So it's, it's tempting for me sometimes. I'll walk in the room and I'll look at this animal and I'm like, oh my God, you're so cute. I have to take your picture. And then I forget, you know, while that is true, they are adorable <laughs> and they are social media gold. I am there to be their doctor first, right? right. So after uh, you decide an appropriate time and you get the picture and you ask the owner's permission, um, and that's a little bit going to vary on your practices, number one policy, mm-hmm. and number two, who's in charge of doing that. And that can be a tricky line because as young people coming out, you're gonna be automatically assumed to be the social media guru. Right. <laughs> so right. if you don't want that responsibility, the thing you need to do is to find the person whose responsibility it is and get them that content. Um, so whether that's texting it to them or emailing them, um, and giving them the background, I think that would be step number one. Right. It's kind of a long answer. but No, no, that's good. So then what about if you want to have your own brand as a veterinarian? Like I, what if I want to be Dr. Seth the vet and want to do my own thing, but I'm working for somebody else? Right. And, and honestly, I actually think that's a great way for young veterinarians to establish their own brand, even within their practice. Um, but it'll help you in case you don't end up staying there. Right. Um, and it can still help within the practice too, because a lot of times you're going to be coming in second fiddle to another more seasoned doctor or a doctor that's been there forever, and it's going to be hard for clients to, you know, know more about you and to trust you. And so we know that that's really important. So uh, I think one of the easiest things to do is to have a professional account. Mm-hmm. So say like a Dr. Seth um, Facebook page, and you can actually tag both. Posts. So what I would do, and I actually have done this a little bit and I'm experimenting with it. Um, so I have a Dr. Caitlin DeWild page that's mm-hmm. completely independent of my social DVM page or my personal page. I did that for two reasons. Number one, I wanted clients to be able to look me up and find me there. Right. And number two, a lot of times if we take a picture for our clinic and we post it, I will tag myself. Okay. So that way it's both pages get the content, but it helps the brands of both. Right. Gotcha. And from what you're finding out in the quote unquote real world, are you finding that new veterinarians when they're signing their contracts are signing some type of agreement that either restricts or uh, allows them to use pictures of patients and clients on their social media? I haven't come across too much of that, to be honest. Now, I think the difference there is going to be the corporate clinics versus the privately owned clinics. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of private clinics that have no social media policy at all, which is concerning on a variety of fronts right. from many perspectives. But um, I think some of the corporate ones do have those restrictions. And so I think that's something to make sure you're reading and make sure that you possibly bring up in the discussions. If that's not something that you're comfortable with or you feel like you could actually utilize this in a meaningful way that's going to provide value for your clients or value for the practice or value for yourself, then I think it's worth arguing for, but Mm -hmm. you need to think about those facts before you bring that to the table. Right. Now, let's say that we are sitting down for an interview uh, or just a meeting to talk about employment, uh, what have you. What would you recommend we say, or how should we approach it if we wanted, say, make our own 
brand as a veterinarian and start posting pictures on our own professional page, be that Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, um, how to approach that saying to the the owner or whoever's interviewing you, hey, listen, I want to make sure that it's okay that I take these pictures, post them on, on my behalf, but then, of course, give credit to the clinic, whatever it is. Um, what's the best way to go about doing that? So I think the first step would be to do your research on what's what the clinic is already doing. Mm-hmm. If they are not doing social media or not doing it well, then you have an opportunity there. They're going to be more than likely, right. more than thrilled probably for you to create any content. If they're already creating and, and publishing good content, I think then it would just be a matter of saying, hey, I would like to consider utilizing these these services and features to help both of us. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're amenable to? Could we consider a trial program? And I think, especially if you're giving it a trial, so right. they know it's not going to be like, well, I signed this contract for a year, I'm gonna post all this stuff. Um, I think it'd be, it's much easier for owners in particular to feel more comfortable saying, okay, this, the worst case, it's, it's a month and we're gonna reevaluate and I right. can say yes or no. Right. And then the flip side of it, let's say that we did approach this and we, we had a very nice conversation and they said respectfully, no, you can't take pictures. Yeah. Then what? Because in my mind, I, I'm kind of preparing to hear that, uh, but then maybe to counter that by saying, well, listen, I know that you may not be comfortable with this. However, if I have a following already or if I project that I'm going to have a following, it's only going to be more or less free advertising for you. That's in my mind... Um, a good rebuttal, if you sure. will. Um, but I know what ideas you had or if that should just be the end of the conversation. I don't think it should be the end of the conversation because for a lot of uh, new vets that are coming out, I mean, that's a reality of your life and mm-hmm. that's a reality of the digital age we all live in now, right? It's a natural habit to want to capture and and, and kind of document our day and our lives. So it, I, I guess it's gonna depend a little bit on how important that is to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's okay that you just take the pictures and you never publish them and you just have them for your own personal scrapbook, then that's one thing. But um, I think it's worth discussing because unfortunately, at least in my experience, a lot of the practice owners, so the people you're going to be negotiating with and mm-hmm. talking about these things with, they may not have direct responsibility or direct interest in their social media channel. So they may not even know that, that you're capable of bringing that to the table. Right. They may assume you're just gonna, you know, I don't know, post crazy selfies or something. Right. Um, because unfortunately that's just the generational gap that, that exists between new veterinarians and practice owners 90% of the time. Sure. And then in terms of what you said about seeking the opportunity if they do not have a social media policy, let alone a social media person. Um, this has come up a lot in conversation with students that I go to school with and, and just conversation that I've, I've seen online that a lot of new vets, just being in our age group, our demographic, they get, like you said, roped into doing this. Um, things to watch out for, maybe things to take advantage of if there's opportunity there when you're getting hired. Um, I mainly ask this because I've, I've talked to a lot of DVMs that say, sure, go ahead and do that, but make sure you're either compensated or there's some incentive for you. I mean, don't sure. do not do this. This is part of your job. Um, don't do this for free. Right. And it's Absolutely. not all about money, but, um, but something to think about because, you know, you went to school 
to become a veterinarian. You didn't go to school to become the social media manager of the practice. Right. However, it's fun. Right. We're good at it. Yeah. Um, but, but I want to hear your two cents about how to approach that in the best way. Right. So I think a couple of things, and I could probably talk on that particular topic for a long time, because I think that new veterinarians have such an opportunity to build their own, not even their brand online, but their brand within the practice, right? Mm -hmm. I think that really is an opportunity that if you have, you should take advantage of it because I think it can help grow your client base, build your trust, and it fills some of the time that you're going to likely have as a new veterinarian because you're probably not going to get booked as quickly as some of the other more seasoned veterinarians. Again, um, at least for those first few months sure. or first year, I think is reasonable. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a, such a valuable tool for you and for the practice that if you can do it, great. But yes, be very mindful of how much time you could spend on it. I mean, right. honestly, I love social media more than I probably should in the veterinary <laughs> space. I could spend... 10 minutes on our social media every day, I could spend four hours on it sure. creating content. And so that's not always appreciated or going to drive a lot of traffic necessarily. So I think number one, it's important to find out, is there a policy? Who's doing it? What's the expectation? What's the budget for it? Right. Uh, step number two is to figure out what are you comfortable doing and when are you supposed to do it? So are you comfortable doing as much as possible given that you may not have any appointments you know i don't know next thursday you know after two o'clock you're booked till, or you're scheduled till five you've got nothing else to do is that what you want to spend your time on um and number three finding out okay let's say you are fully booked which is awesome right let's say right. that you hit the ground running and you have no problem and you're slammed but then you're still supposed to be doing the social media and now you're stuck doing it at night and on your off hours and are you okay with that? So I think it's very reasonable for you to say, hey, I would like to spend at minimum one hour a week, for instance. Mm -hmm. And you know, worst case scenario, you're totally booked. You're only out an hour of your free time, right? right. Um, I think it's very reasonable to be very clear on those expectations. Now, if you have a free afternoon, spend a little bit more time, no problem. Um, I think the other important thing to address with the clinic is, are they tracking this? Because, you know, you could spend all kinds of time and money, well, time and effort, um, you could spend money if you wanted, uh, on this, but if you can't prove that that was a value to your clinic, when you go to renegotiate for your contract next year, or, hey, I'm doing this and I've built this huge presence and now I need more compensation for it, you have no way to say, you know, well, yeah, I mean, we definitely got clients from that. Well, if they're not tracking it, right? It's, it's much easier to say, hey, we got eight new clients this month because of Facebook. Right. I did all the Facebook. Therefore, you're responsible for the eight new clients. And that's a huge value, and you're going to be able to get way more compensation. Right. I think another thing that we can be doing as these new graduates out being the social media experts, at least in relation to what the, the, the other people in the clinic know about social media, is that... I don't necessarily think that we as the veterinarian need, be, need to be doing all the right. social media. Right. I think it'd be really good of us to train, say, the technicians or the reception staff, whatever it's going to be, teach them your knowledge and your skill set to, sure. to make it happen. And that you could, in that way, you could be a uh, indirectly the, yeah. making the success of the social media yeah. campaign. Especially if you 
like you said, you could train other people, but you could be almost take on a leadership role right. u- utilizing that. Uh, I honestly think it works best within most practices to have a team approach to the social media anyway. So I think that's a, a good opportunity for you to get leadership and be able to build your brand and utilize some of your skills too. Right. All right. So my last question for you, which is should have probably been the first question now that I think <laughs> about it, uh, but I guess it's a good way to end it, is the role of social media. Uh. And something that I never really thought about until just now, which is why I'm asking it just now, is <laughs> is I know that I guess the end goal of social media and, and having some type of campaign or, or strategy is to get more people through the door of your clinic. Sure. But I think it, it's deeper than that. It is. So I know that we could probably talk on this for hours and hours. But, right. Um, I guess in the last few minutes, again, should have been the first question, but what overall is the goal of social media what should it be yeah so i think it's it's different again for every person every business every industry right it's going to be across the board most people would say it's the goal is to drive sales Mm -hmm. that's what most business owners would say i think in our industry and why i'm so passionate about it yes i i'm not going to lie i would love more more clients to come in the door because that's that's more revenue for the practice and that's another opportunity i have to physically help a patient Mm -hmm. which is why we're all veterinarians right? right that's why i want them in the door those two reasons right but you can use social media to educate the people that are not coming in and unfortunately those people may or may not ever give you any money like they may or may not ever visit your practice we want them to. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> for for revenue purposes and for the ability to actually help them, of course. But I also, in the back of my mind, think about, okay, if I could possibly use social media or the things that I'm posting to educate one pet owner, that means that that pet owner is going to know one more thing that will help their pet. Right. So indirectly... I can, I can reach people 365 days of the year and help them be better pet owners, which means healthier pets. And at the end of the day, that's why we all became veterinarians. So it's, it's a roundabout approach. And, and I think the goals day to day vary, whether or not you're trying to drive more new client appointments, or you're trying to get more dental bookings, or you're trying to get, you know, more brand awareness about uh, a class you have or a special you have or whatever your practice is offering. But at the end of the day, even if you don't get those people in the door, you're still doing something for that pet. Right. So that makes it kind of all worthwhile, in my opinion. Totally. And I, it reminds me of, of a thing that I was taught by a mentor of mine on an externship. Um, it, it all came down to a conversation about money and is that the driving factor between what we do, what we do? And and obviously it's not. It's, it's wanting to make the animals in our community happy and healthy and making them live sure. as long as they possibly can with their families. So what I was told and what it kind of sounds like we're talking about here is that if you practice good medicine, you do the right thing, the money's going to come. Exactly. So that kind of sounds like what you're talking about, that yeah. if, you, if your social media as a veterinarian is all about reminding your pet owners to give their heartworm prevent- prevention right. every first of the month, right? They're, yeah, they may come and buy more preventative from you, Sure. but that's it's the right thing to do and it's right. going to help their pet and and their bond right and and then that goes into more trust in you the veterinarian they'll come to the door it's all going to kind of spiral down into yeah. to where it needs to be absolutely so. and you you pointed out something really good there too i mean we're helping the pet but 
we're helping the family too right. if they get to live longer happier lives together um i think that's that's all valuable and worthwhile right awesome well dr caitlin dewild this has been awesome again thank you for coming on sorry yeah. it's it's been so late after after the inception <laughs> of the podcast, but um, this problem. is a great conversation. And before we go, um, where can people find out more about your projects? So I'm on all of the social media channels, no surprise, at The Social DVM, and on my website at www.thesocialdvm.com. I do have a veterinary and veterinary student exclusive Facebook group where we share ideas and struggles and successes, and that's called The Social DVMers, which you can find um, on Facebook as well. Terrific. Definitely check it out. Um, you got awesome content, awesome lessons, and and definitely uh, you are someone to uh, to keep an eye on uh, for thanks. all of your social media and uh, and marketing um, and needs. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Vet School Unleashed podcast. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about the podcast. For resources and more information, please check us out at www.vetschoolunleashed.com or find me on Instagram at SethTheAlmostVet. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's podcast, and I'd also love to hear any suggestions or topics you want to hear us talk about. Even reach out if you want to be on the podcast and share some insight of your own. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time on Vet School Unleashed, Dissecting the DVM. Dissecting the DVM.